Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yeah, man, they need to call me Go Puff Daddy. Yep, get them Mick Ultras uh, puffed to you. Yep, two ult- two things of Ultras. Left some behind. Also, whenever I got back, this has been a pretty classic thing after we go out. Like, like I'll, I'll get back and I'll, I'll order food from like Uber Eats. Fall asleep before it comes. When when the go puff came, it was during all out and there was a knock at the door and it's like, wait, everybody's here. And then just I turn and see a guy just sitting there or standing there and then a box of Mick Ultras sitting on the porch. I'm like, oh, shit, you did order this. I did. Yeah, I did go puff those Ultras, man. <laughs> Needed him. Needed them. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. to the brain buster boys episode 77 it's a new universe <laughs> my name is brett jagger along with beaumont rand gamma boy hey what's up you're a little gamma boy little gamma boy i'm i'm a i'm a hulk i'm a she hulk like uh like 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 jade cargo yeah uh, and, and then Addy turned to me, he was like, you need to watch that show. He like gave a solid She-Hulk recommendation, I remember. It's like, it's pretty good. As long as it's better than that match. Oh, yeah, that match kind of stunk. Man, Bleacher Report was not kind. Because I was like, you know, refreshing myself. And I was like, I'll read a recap. And I didn't go to TJR. Yeah. You know, so I went to Bleacher Report. And they, yeah, they, they um, I mean, they, maybe, maybe like not kind is a bit of an exaggeration. But they, um, they were a bit spotty on it, you know. Like the show in general, yeah, yeah, just the ratings. There were some like, like um, Christian and Jungle Boy got like a D minus from them. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even a match. It was just an angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, there were lots of like C's and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Um, we'll obviously get into it, but I mean, we had a fucking blast watching it as we typically do, and had a nice little crew together up at Old Boyasco's, including John came down and then PK. Yeah, so some, yeah. Some new blood. Yeah, some new blood. Uh, Addy came up from Louisville. Um, we watched Revolution with him, and that was the first pay per view we've watched together since Revolution. Yes, we didn't yes. watch Double or Nothing together, so yeah, yep. we had a great time. Um, people in AEW certainly didn't have a great time after the show. Nope. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, let's just dive into it because that is the headline now, unfortunately. Um, yeah. You know, the whole show itself completely overshadowed everybody and their brother has heard at this point that there was a backstage altercation between CM Punk and Ace Steel against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Obviously, we only know 
what people are reporting and you know nothing mm-hmm. is fact at this point but what is out there is there was a scuffle between them CM Punk punched Matt Jackson. Nick Jackson got a chair thrown at him. Kenny Omega was bit by Ace Steel. <laughs> There's all sorts of like funny memes coming out about mm-hmm. Ace Steel biting yeah. Kenny. And yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, I sent you that tweet of what CM Punk said at the press conference, just going off on Hangman Page on the Young Bucks. Really, all this seems to be stemming back to Colt Cabana stuff. Like Hangman saying something about Colt Cabana in a promo leading up to the title match with Punk. And then allegedly the Young Bucks claiming that Punk wanted Colt Cabana to be fired and the Young Bucks went the bat for him. So really, it's like, how much does CM Punk fucking hate Colt Cabana? Yeah, what did Colt Cabana like it's all do? Coming back to Colt Cabana. Yeah, like what did he do? Well, like, so like... You, there's a lot of history between the two of them. They were best friends for the longest time, and they had like a major, major falling out. You know, within the last four or five years, five years ago. Yeah, I think there were lawsuits. I honestly don't even remember all the details, but it's like if your CM Punk is possibly ruining his career. And again, I think this largely stems back to Colt Cabana, his ego, not getting things the way he wants. And he frankly, clearly just doesn't like the EVPs and the people running this company that aren't Tony Khan. Yeah. And I mean, man, like I feel like something like like DK is going to have to do something because like right now there's so much like fake news flying around the it's internet. It's crazy. Like, yeah. like there, there's one podcast, not to, not to shit on it. Who is it? Um, it might have been a apron bump. Um, they had posted like this picture that looks just like a press release from AEW, and apparently yeah, I it was saw the bump. That. But like people are putting shit. Well, out no, like theirs that. theirs was like a joke. Like if you actually oh. read it, yeah, because there was a fake one that someone had made that said like we're releasing one said that yeah. yeah that Punk left. One maybe said that Hangman left. So the apron bumps one was actually like a joke. If it, if you read the whole thing, okay. it said something like listen to the apron bump. Oh, people are obviously having fun with it, but yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of shit coming out. And that joke was stemmed off of some loser making a fake press release. Yeah. Um, And then there's like lots of stuff about like where the cops called, you know, yeah, and then apparently like, you know, Sean Ross Sapp, Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, these are kind of the main wrestling journalists, so to speak. And I guess some of them had reached out to the Chicago police department who claimed that they they were not dispatched to the now arena. So apparently there were no legitimate cops called. That's the other thing. People are thinking this could be a work mm-hmm. and now, you know, but Dave Meltzer has seemingly shut that down. Like yeah. if it's a work, it's insane, you know, like to fake a fight, but that's how crazy wrestling is in general. But like right. all this shit with CM Punk, I mean, you know, from weeks ago when he said the shit about Hangman and his promo. And, you know, then all those reports started coming out about him threatening to leave. And now, obviously, this shit. And, I mean, you know, he was saying all that in a press conference with Tony Khan sitting next to him and dropping yeah. F-bombs. Like, Tony should have done something right then and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, 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 I think TK, he's, he's, that let was this, bad. he's let this fester a yes. little bit too much. And now, yes. like there's drastic action has to be taken, whether it's <laughs> yeah. a suspension, whether it's, you know, um, you know, uh, firing him. Or yeah. I mean, again, we, yeah, sorry. Or, or, or like, I guess if you want to like try to work it into a story, like being stripped yeah. of the title, which that would be the way to work it into, you know, 
wrestling and kayfabe and whatever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would take obviously CM Punk getting over all the bullshit and for them to be able to mend the fence here, which, yeah. you know, who knows if that's even possible at this yeah. point. Um, but yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. Dynamite's um, probably going to get a lot of eyes because of this. You know? Yeah. So reports are out that no one who was involved in the fight is going to be there. And oh. that even the point, like, I guess Moxley and Jericho weren't scheduled to appear at the show, but now are because I guess, you know, if Punk and the Young Bucks and Kenny aren't going to be there, you got to fill the. T- but yeah, it's going to be very interesting. We've got yeah. fucking MJF back. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> Talk about like, man, now the spotlight is like off him, but in a good way, you know, like he's come back and like no bad attention is on him. It's all just like, okay, now what the fuck is going to happen? He's kind of in the middle of all this to some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's kind of like often like fate, like almost like a face now, you know, like, you know, in terms of where people are at. And then like now punk, it's like, I feel like the only choice if you were to keep him around would be to book him as like a heat, you know, like, like, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's been forced into that direction. And I think it's honestly good for, to let MJF kind of sit and not let that storyline just sort of explode. Um, I mean, here's what I think. Um, You know, I was talking with Dr. McCoy today. (laughs) Yeah. um, And we have both concluded um, and I'll go ahead and start with this because this is kind of a bit of a downer opinion. Yeah. AEW was better at this point last year than it is this year. Oh, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, and, like, you remember All Out this time last year. That's when, like, Adam Cole and Danielson, and we have all these new arrivals. And, man, it just is not entirely gelled or clicked Mm -hmm. or it's not really been, like, balanced. And, um, you know, I think maybe you see it kind of in the booking, like, as fans, but now you're kind of seeing it backstage. Um, Yes. And, like, I think it grew um, really quickly. And I think kind of we're at a point where, you know, I, I don't know if other ex-WWE people are on CM Punk's side. I mean, I wouldn't think they would be, you know, if if, if he, you know, did assault these guys. Yeah, it doesn't appear yeah. so. So, again, apparently reporters trying to get comments that, like, yeah. it said that anyone who had typically been on CM Punk's side in the past, yeah. which I know is FTR, probably yeah. a few others, either did not comment on this situation or – said that he was in the wrong right yeah and so uh, and again it's not a hundred percent clear that he was the instigator but it certainly seems that that yeah. were the case because you know not as much bad as coming off on the bucks and kenny but admittedly it still takes two to tango you oh know, I'm yeah, sure, yeah like they're not certainly. completely without fault here no doubt about yeah. it but it seems like a steel's probably going to be fired as he should you know yeah. it's like that's if anyone's expendable that guy steel yeah <laughs> i mean what but, a run what a run that motherfuckers had these last two weeks nobody knew who he was and now he's like one of the biggest he's involved in the biggest story in yeah, wrestling he, he's made tk's life a living shithole <laughs> like, <that's the> only, <laughs> but um man you think like vince retires and like you know taking all the drama off of that this is you fucking, know wrestling isn't this is the craziest year of wrestling oh yeah 22 holy yeah. fuck yeah just 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 tons of drama but um yeah you know, I, I was telling dr mccoy that uh like you know i i would rather watch I, like like you know i still feel the same i wish goddamn moxley would have won yeah you know? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 this this would have made this less of a less of an issue yeah uh, but like there's a lot of AEW homegrown talent when I think of it and your XWWE that I kind of like 
want to see a little more than CM Punk right now. For sure. You know, I want to see Moxie. I want to see the Young Bucks. I want to see Kenny. I want to see Jungle Boy, Danielson, like, you know, Cole. Um, there's just lots of um, other talent that I think. Wardlow. Wardlow that I think has honestly been. Nero. Yeah, yeah. That's been like. We could go on. Yeah, that's been like booked a little better and that's had just storylines that I'm just more engaged with than CM Punk. And I think with CM Punk, it's like history and like who he is. And, and what he was in but WWE. now it's just fucking tarnished. Yeah, you know? it is. Like, it is. Yeah. And I was the biggest CM Punk guy. And when he came back, I was over the moon. And now it's, I just don't even want to see him, period. Yeah. You know, like I want, I kind of want him to be fired because it's like, yeah, it was exciting when he came back and he's had some really good matches. And the story with MJF was one of, if not the like best the company has ever had from beginning to end. But it's like he clearly is the source of not all, but a large part of these problems that didn't seem to exist before he came. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of now smoke out there that the one of the big reasons Cody left was because CM Punk came really? and I mean, he was always a headache to work with in WW, you know, everyone had known he's got the ego and all this shit, but you know, when he came back and he was so, you know, the happy to be here punk and like everything seemed like, okay, maybe he's changed and yeah, doesn't appear so. Um, no. And it's again, just to, just to hear the way he spoke in that press conference too, with his boss sitting right next to him. One, like I how did TK not stop it? Like, you can't let that. Those are your EVPs and founders of the company, and he's yeah. fucking throwing them under the bus. Yeah. It was just a bad, it's a bad look. Oh, yeah, after he just, like, won the title back. And you know, after he was he just, had... like, drinking champagne, TK, really? I mean. Yeah. Oh, TK is? Oh, I thought for a second. No, I, no, no. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that would have been wild. Yeah, that would have been very Yeah, wild. like, one thing Azar said, it's like, dude, you just won the belt. In your home of Chicago, what the fuck are you so mad about? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, no, you know, <laughs> chill yeah. out. It's Colt Cabana. It is. That, it all goes back to Colt Cabana. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Wacky. Yeah, he just... hates Colt Cabana that much that he's, again, maybe his career could be over at this yeah. point. I, I don't think he's going to get fired, but I feel like he's got to be suspended. He's got to be fine. He's got to drop the belt immediately. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah, they can't. We can't I don't just know have another interim storyline. Yeah, you know? and again, like you said, it would have been way nicer had Mox just won, like we all wanted anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, at least us. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, I mean, so MJF's the number one contender now. Mm -hmm. You know, like if it's not going to be Mox, it should be MJF. Right, but and I think we're going to need a build, though. Like, I don't think this this needs to be happening. Well, right, but right. What do now. you do with if Punk is suspended or got or fired? Like, you got to do something. Yeah, you know, you're not just gonna. I slap mean, it, slap it back on Mox again. Even yeah, though, like, it's not like you're just gonna give it to MJF or give it to Mox. So yeah, maybe they do Mox versus MJF. I mean, yeah. that would make the most sense here. The guy who just lost it to the the technical number one yeah. contender. I mean. But yeah, I feel like Punk has to lose it. Like he, you can't just keep it on the guy who committed assault. I right. mean, yeah. Unless it comes out that the Young Bucks or Kenny started, I mean, it's a bad look anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I assume they'll probably all get suspended. I mean, those three aren't going to get fired. They're the oh no, no. And like but they just they, like, they just had the best fucking match of the yeah. weekend, you know. <laughs> and Kenny's just come back, like you know, yeah. Like AEW needs him, man. But it's almost it's almost as if. TK is on Punk's side. 
you know, we don't yeah. know, but like he needed to, like, he couldn't let that happen in front of the public and journalists. Like that yeah. was such a bad look. And again, we didn't even see it till the next day. Cause yeah. we, you know, went out for drinks and slept in the next day. And it was like, oh we, were, we, we were privy to another argument. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll just leave that at that. Yeah, it was going on at the same time that, yeah. <laughs> anywho. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty shocking the next, you know, yesterday, yeah. I guess, as we record this on Tuesday night, um, yeah. to see all that shit. And it's like, yeah, how it just, whoa, you know, yeah, con- continued and continues to fester. I mean, Const- I think, yeah, continues. Yeah. And I think, like, are, do you think that we're going to get answers tomorrow night? Um, like, no. or do you think it's just going to, they're going to kind of just, keep going with the story and then yeah i don't think they'll even address it tomorrow i mean maybe you know it depends what i mean i mean mean, it's such a hard yeah i mean they're gonna need to like take control of the narrative somehow like they can't just let it just be in the hands of just internet you know i mean this is 100 percent tony Cohn's toxic accounts oh yeah challenge right now is how does he respond to this yeah you know again i'm not saying you know, fire, you know, you have to fire CM Punk. I mean, again, if he, if money can be made from this, like you said, if this could somehow be turned into a real angle and they can work together, then this could be fucking awesome. Yeah. But can that even happen? Do, does anyone even want to work with CM Punk? Right. Yeah. Just, you know, just back, you said it earlier, but it's just fucking toxic. It is toxic. enough toxicity well, and, 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 I, and I think ultimately like, AEW doesn't need to abandon like their their homegrown t- like exactly I said, and yeah, it seems yeah. like that's how it's been going yeah yeah and, and I really think I honestly I guess I've you know th- th- this is a partially probably a function of uh, me just being with the homegrown talent longer than these XWW guys yeah. so I really don't know from what outside of if you recall what you've told me but yeah yeah you know I want to watch those guys a little bit more and I want you know I want them to kind of you know i want to see their stories kind of come to fruition and um yeah like that's if, if i had to pick and choose you know i would definitely choose you know kind of the you know the, the newer guys and just sort of get a clean break from this drama but i you know understand the the figure that is cm punk and what he is and how big of a deal it was for AEW to to have him yeah um so yeah he's got he's got a really tough decision to make probably uh details that he and other people are only privy to that they got to sort out obviously yeah i mean that's uh, what Meltzer know. was saying is like nobody and in directly involved in the situation is talking like yeah. you know tk hasn't said anything oh yeah Ups i'm sure can, I'm, you know I'm, I'm sure their lawyers probably lawyers that. yeah that's yeah. the other thing like there's going to be legal issues stemming from this no yeah. doubt i mean someone wants to press charges yeah you know yeah exactly so this is not it's not going to be pretty yeah, I imagine they're going to try and keep as much of it off screen, you know, yeah. like at least for now. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how they even address CM Punk winning the title. Yeah. You know, like, do they say maybe they do announce that he's suspended and that the title is vacant? I don't know. I hope yeah. I pray to God they don't do a fucking interim thing. I guess. No, no, not again. <laughs> like, 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 I think you like, I think like a, a clean stripping of it would be. Yes. It should you know. be that. And yeah, it's not obviously, like, yeah. it's not a, it's not an injury. It would be a suspension. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. And I think like it's not like CM Punk needs anything to be like any like modicum of over at all. You know, like he yeah. doesn't need this title. I'm sure like him winning this title was a unspoken stipulation upon no him joining doubt. AEW. No doubt. But like he don't need it. You know, no. um, and AEW doesn't need him 
No. Have it. I don't know. Totally yeah, yeah. agree. Yeah. Especially when you've got a guy like MJF waiting in the wings who yeah, deserves have, have people it more be, than anybody. Yeah, you'd have people who'd be just as good champions, heel and face, you know, um, that, that are out there currently on the roster, homegrown people, than, you know, somebody who's already pre-established like Punk. Yep, and has now won the belt twice. Yes. Oh, and another bit, um, apparently also he ele- Punk allegedly got hurt uh-huh. either in the match or in the melee. Yeah. So then there's that as well. Like, who knows if he's even healthy? Apparently, yeah. he might have torn a tricep or something. Oh, God, yeah. And it, so one, I don't know if I read this on Twitter. And again, it's just fucking speculation. But someone's like, yeah, what if he did hurt himself in the match? And someone noted how he was, like, shaking his arm out. And, like, he knew he was fucking injured there. Yeah. And that's why he popped off. Because it's like, again, you just got back and you get hurt again. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, but again, there are reports out there that he is hurt triceps or biceps or something of the sort. So who the fuck knows? It's crazy. It's going to be very interesting. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, And WWE continues to uh, run away like a freight train with all the momentum here yeah. in American. Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. They, they, they just exercised Vince and then everything became like, you know, <laughs> sunshine and rainbows. It's, and it's their world and we're all just living in it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm watching. I'm a fan again. I'm excited about WWE. It's fucking mm. crazy. I mean, the, I mean, we watched the Seamus and the, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Walter Gunther, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll we'll call him yeah, Walter here. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which was awesome. You know, so that probably might've been like, in a vacuum match of the weekend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that acclaimed and swerving our glory. And then the trios title are yes. all just boom, boom, boom for me up there. Yeah. But yeah, incredible stuff. All three of those matches, but yeah, I mean, triple H and WWE, uh, probably laughing a lot right now. And, uh, yeah. yeah, all the, all the positive attention is on them for once and all the negative attention is on AEW. So, Yeah gonna be fascinating yes it is like definitely um definitely intrigued yes 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 well uh i guess we we kind of just jumped right into it there and didn't really uh reflect on uh anything that's been happening but i guess it's been it's nice to be back from 2013 and <laughs> back in this uh here reality i guess right yeah i mean you know not not a lot of podcasts we're created from a time travel event, you know? Um, and I know people like may think we're crazy about saying it, but, uh, I mean, it's, but, but, it's real, but it, but it did, it did happen. We were deposited into this, this crazy, uh, night, not a nightmare. It's, it's an interesting, but this crazy wacky, you know, wrestling world where there's, you know, backstage drama and crazy <laughs> feuds. I, I know somebody had like, I saw a funny tweet where somebody was like, Oh yeah. Um, like they listed off like the three different dramas are like Vince and his thing. And then um, there was like the AEW thing and then impact. There was some sort of drama where it's like, they didn't pay a female wrestler for two years. Yeah. Just like nobody can avoid it. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Impact's still crushing it though. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Yep. 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 We'll be at old pa- porous torn whore. Oh yeah. 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 Um, um, two days. Like God, it's like the end of the week is rushing up. Yeah, with this uh, having this Monday off, I had my fantasy draft yesterday. Yeah, um, I know and, it's already Tuesday night. Yeah, so, um, but I guess before we go into good old all out, um, yeah, you um, we did come back. 
Yes. From from the past into the future. A little better clothed. A little better clothed with the wardrobe. Um, you want to hear about it? Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, yes, because today's episode is brought to you by True Classic. Guys, let's talk about t-shirts. Finding that perfect fitting shirt can be just terrible. I swear, the thing is either way too tight or has a case of bacon neck or is just plain big and boxy. Bacon you know? neck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, True Classic wants to make every man look good and feel good. Yeah, tighter fit in the chest and sleeves to make your arms pop and room in the torso, keeping things cozy. Plus, all their styles are super soft and pocket friendly. So guys, no excuses. Get rid of those ratty t-shirts with the bacon neck I know you've been hanging on to for years and get ready to upgrade. And we've got an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some true classic. For a limited time only, you can get 25% off with the code, you know it, BBB at trueclassic.com. Tell them more, Beaumont. All right, we got some talking points here, but uh, do you like your bacon neck shirts um, crispy or chewy? I'm a little more chewy. Yeah, oh yeah, I am too. Yeah. yeah. I chew on my shirt collar. Yeah, uh, so anyways, almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on a certain body type, you know. Well, you think the skinny models with the six pass, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers and big ultras. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, my dudes. It's simple. You're wearing the wrong clothes. Um, the thing about True Classic Tees is they taper off toward the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. You can throw on that True Classic with confidence, knowing we've got your bases covered. And they're more than a t-shirt company. Uh, they have all the menswear staples you can need. They got polos. They got workout shirts with the same flattering fit. Mm. The boxer briefs designed to keep your boys feeling nice and comfortable. We know all about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they make it super easy to build out your wardrobe. And you get top-notch quality for a great value. They have mm. this pack builder on their website where, you, wow, you could custom bundle all of their essential products and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. Um and for any of the big boys out there, they have long body options for the tall guys and up the triple XL on their staple color. That's me. I'm a tall, I'm a tall guy. You're a tall guy. Um, True Classic will make you feel your best by accentuating the places the eye goes to first. Wink, wink. Um, whether you have abs or flabs, their clothes look great on all body types. God, they're all about rhymes. Skinny I'm, dudes. I'm a flab. Yeah. <laughs> Skinny dudes, big dudes, buff dudes, my dudes, dudes. True classic as you're covered. What about little buff boys? I'll tell you, get comfortable, get going, and upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code BBB. Free shipping is included on purchases over $100 and a 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. True classic. When you look good, you feel good. Good. Great. All Elite Wrestling All Out 2022. From the now arena, formerly known as the Sears Center Arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, 
This occurred on Sunday, September 4th, 2022, beginning with the zero hour pre-show, which uh, had one really good match on it, but overall, you know, was pretty entertaining. I think we were kind of zoning in and out as people were showing up and, you know, we're kind of getting settled in, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't really have to go through all the matches we had Sammy and Ty defeating Ortiz and Ruby, you know, yeah. which ha- started with like a fun backstage. Oh, it, he did hit Sammy with the golf cart. Golf that cart. Was yeah. Fun. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, that was, yeah, that, that was a good time. Um, I think it might be happening again on Wednesday. Really? Maybe with the stipulate. No, cause it just happened on rampage. Maybe see, that's see, this is thinking. more of like a TV sounding thing yeah. too, you know? Um, but I mean, you know, I guess this is a spot to throw all these people, you know. I mean, I guess yeah. you have to have Sammy and Ty be annoying, you know, on the card somewhere. Yeah. So. We had Hook defeat Angelo Parker. Three minutes, 55 seconds. Probably one of Hook's longest matches. I think yep. we said this is the most damage he'd probably ever taken. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, he got the win again. Yeah, Action Bronson uh, was <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Right as I had said, because Rich, I knew, was an Action Bronson fan. I'm like, oh, yeah, he comes out to Action Bronson. And then there he was. Yeah, we yep. got a kick out of his yellow cutoff and gym shorts. It's like just Matt that's watching the show. Like, Oh, yeah. That. He looks like he's about to go play a pickup game at the gym. Yeah. A- a- after he didn't go work out beforehand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we had packed uh, successfully defending the All-Atlantic Championship against the returning Kip Sabian, a.k.a. Kick Sabian. Yeah. After 18 months off. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I didn't pay super close attention to this, but he looked pretty good. Yeah. And uh I guess we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, look pretty good. Like, just weird to have like a title like this, like be on like the the pre show. I know Orange Cassidy came out right, so it seems like he's kind of next in line. Oh to yeah, that's challenge right. for this. That's um, right. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know, this title just kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, they've been using it a lot. He's defended it a lot, like overseas in Europe, which I think is cool, and I think that was kind of yeah. part of the purpose of it to like yeah. make it more of like a international like, thing, like, like sort of like the NXT ones that are that were European. You yeah, know, well, that was specific UK. for like NXT UK, but yeah, kind of gotcha. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then the real highlight of the pre-show, and I mean, obviously, this could have, this would have been like the fourth best match, third or fourth best match on the main card. Yeah. Um, with Eddie Kingston defeating Tomohiro Ishii in a modern day uh, Kobashi Sasaki. Remember, I think we watched that after one of the pay-per-views last year with like where they chopped each other for like four minutes. Oh, yeah, row. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think these two had at least a solid minute, if not more, of yeah. consecutive chops. Well, especially um, coming after like the Walt Walter and the uh, Sheamus yeah, match too. Like it, we, sure. were, we, we were eating chap suey there. And yeah. we going. <laughs> That's right, because we did watch that like just before the pre-show had started too. Yeah. So, yeah. We were eating chop suey. Yeah, I fucking love this. Um, I want. I haven't rewatched it, but I look forward to. I mean, this is just everything you want in a uh, hard, strong style King's Road type fight, as this was. Bag it. <laughs> and Kingston gets his yeah. win uh, after Ishii had defeated him in uh, New Japan back in May yeah. in yeah. America. But uh, and, yeah. and this was nice to see. Like you know, this was like a. A fun man, like someone who's like pretty similar to Kingston. Cause like, oh, yeah. like, remember when Kingston was fighting like Archer and stuff? That was kind of when he was in kind of booking limbo there. And I mean, obviously, this Chris Jericho feud has just been like there, yeah. you know, for him. And it's been going on for like, a I think it's year. over now. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But like, it's kind of good to see him get something fresh that's not him fighting a bigger dude. 
yeah. you know, like, like, like with the archer stuff, I, you know, I, I, I think again, we'll just talk about this homegrown talent, you know, he's somebody, you know, I want to see, you For know, sure. in matches a little more than, than punk, but, but I digress. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I guess let's just get right into it here. Um, the opener was the casino ladder match, which was won by the man in the mask coming yep. down to Rolling Stone's sympathy for the devil. Yep. Who's that it going to be? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we all kind of had the, the same idea for it, but also like just kind of how it happened because it was Stokely. Stokely yes. went up there it, and yeah. took it down. Like it had, it, it used anticlimax. Like it was well, intentionally anticlimax. Yeah. So they had, I mean, it was after... I guess the seventh person had gotten in, you know, it was standard, fair, fun ladder match stuff. Like nothing really stands out to me right now, but I remember it being pretty good. Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix was exciting. Yeah. Dante, Dante Martin seemed to be the only one actually going for the chip. Yeah. Um, But yeah, what happened, remember what happened first is randomly, you just see the guys in hoods, like in black and hoods come in and it's like, what the fuck? And then Stoke, like they beat the shit out of everyone. And you know they unmasked to be who was it the Gun Club, yeah. uh, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, mm-hmm. and W. Morrissey. Basically, all the people Stokely's given his business card to over these yeah. past few months. Stokely reveals himself, which was pretty hilarious. And then I guess MJF came out, or the masked man like walked out from the back, and then he, he just handed him the chip, right? Yeah, yeah. Right Stokely handed him the chip. Yeah. yeah. And then that's it. The what is Steve Stokely being kind of moved to like, you know, front and center here? Yeah, I love like it. Versus being in like, because he like, I know someone had said he's like the Dan Lambert replacement, but he's like being, I, I feel like this puts him in a more central role than that, uh, which I like. And yeah, and he's just generally more entertaining, I think, you know, yeah. as a whole, like Lambert was hit and miss, I feel yeah. like. And yeah. Stokely has been all pretty much all hits for me. Um yep. And yeah, it'll be nice. I think, I hope like Ethan Page, you know, I'm wondering, is this, is MJF going to be like leading this group, you know, with, I guess, Stokely, but like, I'm happy Ethan Page is in it. Yeah. I I like this group, I guess is what I'm saying. The gun club, you know, we've been talking pretty highly about them these past few months. Lee Moriarty is a guy that, you know, he's a great wrestler, you know, been really impressed with him. Hasn't had the opportunity to show a ton of character yet, but you know, it'll be nice to give him a little more opportunity. And, you know, W. Morrissey is kind of the monster. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, again, I think this, the biggest piece of intrigue on Wednesday is going to be MJF. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. You don't know what's going to, what, if anything, is going to happen with Yeah, him. and at least, like, his controversy is, like, can be cleanly separated from the, sure. from the from the punk fracas. So, yeah. yeah, but it's still very tied to Tony Khan because remember, I mean, at the yeah. end of the show like when the MJF voicemail. was revealed, yeah, there was that voicemail. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna be fucking awesome, and uh, yes. just glad we have him back. By God, me too. Yes. All right. Then uh, we talked about it earlier. One of the matches of the night and the weekend, the elite. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks defeat Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order to become the first, the inaugural AEW Trios champions. Uh, yeah, this one definitely uh, had our blood going in the room, especially yeah. once uh, Silver and Reynolds really started cooking and doing their team moves. Yeah. And I think that kind of took it to the next level and we were just kind of off our rockers. Oh, yeah. That. And everybody got, got to be themselves. Yeah, you know, they're, they're like like despite being like having six people involved and in being a trios thing, everybody had the space to be be themselves, and uh, 
Yeah. I a lot was of great teamwork by both teams, you know, some unique double and triple team moves. Um, yeah, we had the Silver and Reynolds crazy flurry of moves as we typically see. You know, obviously we got a lot of Kenny and Hangman, especially towards the end. We had that part where it was two of their partners were it was like Silver and one of the Young Bucks were in the ring and they each dragged them to the corner to make the tag. And then they went face to face. Great shit there. Yep. Uh, I mean, the moment of the match, I think no doubt was when Silver countered the one winged angel and yeah. I pretty much grabbed our buddy Addy's hog next to me because <laughs> well I, when I just get so excited now like grab someone's arm like ah and like a kick out yeah, like, yeah, because then we like like <laughs> wasn't there some debate there that like this is like one of the first times anyone's like gotten out that of that countered thing? it like countered I, it, I like, can't yeah. ever remember anyone doing that you yeah. know like Koto Bushi kicked out of it back in 2012 Okada has gotten a rope break on it once yeah. Again, something like that maybe has happened, but I can't ever recall seeing it. Like him actually bringing him down and it getting like rolled up was yeah. shocking. And yeah. uh, then Silver kind of went nuts after that. I think he like head kicked him. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then obviously towards the end, you know, Hangman had kind of been hesitant, you know, early, didn't want them to like beat up on Matt Jackson's back. Um, you know, kind of like still the whole issue with he and the young bucks, you know, Matt grabbed his leg and then Nick ended up buckshotting, uh, hangman, but then, yeah, yeah, towards the finish silver head, Kenny hooked up, Kenny ducks, hangman buckshots him. And then I loved it. One of the bucks like held hangman back as he was kind of like reaching and he just couldn't break it up. And that was that, but, uh, yeah, this was amazing. I mean, I was I was hoping that Hangman and the Dark Order would have won, but I, you know, I figured they wouldn't. I thought it would have been a better story, you know, and we talked about it that night, like with Kenny coming back from injury, like he can, I think, afford to take a few L's. And I yeah. thought this could have been that case. And you get, you know, you get Hangman to get another one over on him. But, you know, I think they made the the obvious choice and yeah. gave it elite and the evps and that's a-okay with me but yeah uh, yeah and no, i think they'll be better for you know exciting first champions you know they're gonna have some good matches and yeah, yeah. i just want to see them um see them defending that and doing that and being front and center well we'll see uh if they get suspended at all yeah. um yeah and another interesting bit of news is so bobby fish's contract was not retained by the company which is a shame only because they were clearly setting up for you know, Fish, Cole, and O'Reilly against Kenny, Hank, or Kenny and the Bucks, but yep. that won't happen. But I still think there's going to be a Kenny-Cole feud here down the line. Sure. All right, and we have our first uh, popcorn match of the night, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, She-Hulk, Jade Cargill, defeats Athena in 4 minutes, 21 seconds in a dud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just yeah. calling it calling a spade a spade. No, I mean, like, man, for, like, having her, like, go the Goldberg route and being defeated, like, just, like, her matches are just, Not they great. suck. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, like, all, and it's all just, like, I think so much of it is her presentation and how she looks and her hairstyle and, like, what she chooses. You know, she kind of, like, there's that sort of bombast with it. Um, that ultimately is empty, but I mean, I guess the bombast is something, you know? It, yeah, it, it's not nothing, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems like, yeah most of them do suck it's like i always try to give her the benefit of the doubt but yeah it's been what over a year and she really hasn't improved much i mean i still think if statlander were healthy this would have 
been her spot. But yeah, I mean, didn't really make Athena look great. I mean, no. four minutes, 21 seconds, didn't no. really. I mean, she definitely got some offense in, in that yeah. time, but yeah, whatever. I don't think we need to say too much more about nah. it. All right. Um, yeah, so this kind of, these next few matches was a bit of a lull before we get to the tag match, but this match was still solid. We had FTR and Wardlow defeating Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, you know, like, again, nothing like super memorable or noteworthy coming out of this, but it was just a good, solid match. I mean, I think we would hope to see FTR and the Motor City Machine Guns in a tag match at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, the guns are awesome. It's just cool seeing them in AEW. Um, you know, I think we figured Wardlow was going to get the win, as he did. I mean, this was pretty much... It's his show, yeah. Yeah, this was a pretty much a match without any real story other than just, mm-hmm. hey, Lethal and Motor City were in TNA back in the day. Let's put them together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, FTR still continues to be the most criminally uh, misused, uh, not even team entity person in AEW. They've been the number one ranked tag team for what seems like a decade. Yeah. Still have not uh, gotten a shot. Granted, obviously the tag title match on this show was amazing, but, uh, Hey, let's give them a little more something to do. Hey, please. Big time. It's like the steam has already kind of gone away a little bit. Yeah. Same with Wardlow. Like, again, he was one of the hottest fucking things and goes back. I, we talked about this like before Hangman lost the belt. Like, Tony Khan just hit, doesn't know how to book babyface champions. Yeah. Hangman, Thunder Rosa, FTR, Wardlow. Like, all, all of these people or teams, when they won the belts, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing really exciting has happened. There's been yeah. some good matches. But in terms of like storyline, yeah, with all of the like Thunder Rosa's title reign, huge flop. Mm-hmm. Hangman, we've talked at length about great matches, but pretty weak on story. Uh-huh. Wardlow's basically, you know, he's had this little thing with Jay Lethal, but very forgettable. Yeah, I mean the TNT the TNT thing has just been kind of lost in the wilderness for some time. God, yeah, you know? ever since Miro dropped it. I yep. mean, again, Sammy's first reign was solid, I guess. Yeah uh but yeah it's a shame i mean i loved the tnt title in the first like year and a half i mean hell i still i bought it for god's sake yeah 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 um i don't even know where that is it's lost it's lost so much luster i don't even know where my belt is yeah (laughs) um but yeah i mean any you got anything oh we had the moment the fun little moment after with dax's daughter breaking oh yeah yeah pencil and pinning him that was cool um but yeah anything to add here not not in particular now that met you know this was uh just a match like kind of a weird one to have on the card too but i mean yeah, i guess I mean, it's a way the, to work these guys in but but the yeah. show the show was too long you know yeah. like this i want to see ftr and wardlow on there but yeah like this match didn't need to be on here um and neither did the i mean this next match is a shame with powerhouse Hobbs beating starks in about five minutes it's like the match never even really got a chance to get going yeah it's one of the few that actually had a decent storyline coming into it and yeah it's like it was i feel like it was decent while it was happening and then he spine busts him and we were all like that's it what and that was i mean yeah it's some of these matches had to go short because you had 11 of them on the main card. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that last match, the FTR one went 16 and a half minutes. It's like that didn't need to be that long. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So it's just, again, there's nothing really much to say. It's a shame. I thought, you know, this was a big chance for both guys. First big pay-per-view singles match for both. You know, it's a pretty fresh story and just that's all you give them is yeah. five minutes. And yeah. like Hobbs just gets the win without really anything. Some are just jammed in the middle of the show like that. Yeah. 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 It's just a shame. You know, I was pretty excited about that match. And uh, unfortunately, that was uh, probably the biggest casualty of this being a super jam-packed show. Yeah. But this next match, boy, oh boy. Um, I think the acclaimed have been right all along. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Dude, um, Dr. McCoy actually said something funny. Keyword there, actually. Yeah. When I was talking to him today, he had said uh, that, or maybe this is a tweet that he read, but like Max Caster tomorrow. Like when if, when if the acclaim come out on dynamite, like his rap. Oh boy, yeah. There's a yeah, lot of material. Yeah, a lot, a lot of material that that he that he can have. Like I'm actually looking forward to that. And I guess segue in. I think we we spent a lot of time talking about how like goddamn have we like made an about face on the. Acclaim. Oh yeah. yeah, well especially Caster. You know we'd always kind of like Bowens, and yeah we'd shit on Caster a lot, but yeah, but Caster's I mean, like good like in ring and for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's complete package now. I mean yeah. both of them. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Everybody loves the acclaimed. The acclaimed have arrived, and Anthony Bowens, what a goddamn star-making performance it was for him. Yeah. But, yeah, all four men involved, kudos. This match far, far exceeded any expectations, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I went four and three quarters on this and the trios. I would have no problem anyone giving this five stars. I thought yeah. it was fucking great. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think the energy in our room was maybe I think it was this it was the highest during this match, yeah. even more so than the trios. I think we were all on board. Yeah. Um, you know, so many near falls, pin breakups, which happened in the trios match too. I mean, both of them like left us on the edge of like who's going to win this. Yeah. We had, I mean, Bowen selling that knee so well. Um, I, you know, could have been even legit to some degree, but regardless, right. it looked he was awesome you know had some great moves throughout remember caster picked up keith lee yeah yeah that was him down wildly <laughs> impressive um but my god yeah this was great and um swerve and um lee steal i don't want to say steal the win but got the win with i can't remember caster was just kind of out of the picture at this yeah. point and they were able to lift him up and get him down yeah. with their big foot stomp but uh Holy shit, this was great. Yeah, no, this was definitely like like high water point in terms of energy for us. Yeah. Um, you know, like this is definitely like kind of happening later in the night. But uh, but yeah, I mean, just um a big part of it too is just man, like loving the acclaim now. Like I feel yeah. like there's just been like the secret that, that I've been on the outside of, and now that like I'm in on it, yeah. I'm like, oh man, this is cool. You know, like if like I would be if there were somebody like who I was two years ago before I started doing this, somebody who was, you know, a lot like me, like I would point to the acclaim to be like, that's cool. Like you will be entertained by that. Yeah. You know, like that's like one of the it, high, like entertainment, like watermarks of just the presentation and, and the humor yeah, uh, and, and the in-ring stuff. Uh, yeah. It's been They're really right. cool to see. Yeah. I mean, again, this is a team that we were very vocal about at the beginning, not liking, especially Max Caster and, you know, as time went on, you see a lot more positive Twitter reaction, and you and I are like, we still don't really get it, but Bowens is still pretty cool. But then, yeah, it's like over the past 
I don't know, six months or so. I think yeah. it really just started getting yeah. more and more over. Yeah, and 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 and, and then the um, feud with the Gun Club, I think, sure. was really kind of when it, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, because they were full baby faces by that point. I mean, that feud is kind of what made them such. Yeah, the Gun Club have gone heel, and yeah, I mean, they have catapulted to stardom. Um, not the promotion, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think like a big part of this coincides um, with like their raps becoming more topical. Yeah, like more like wrestling centric. You know, like I think like, you know, like sure, like they've just gotten better in general, but because they've kind of, you know, when they referred to that, what was that, 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 that meeting? Yeah. 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 You know, they do stuff like that now where it's like kind of meta in a way. For uh, sure. Where uh, I I think it adds a a dimension that just wasn't there before. Yeah. And And obviously the whole scissor me daddy ass, I mean, is something that the crowd has really, really gotten into and the t-shirt is breaking records and it's just yeah. a big hoot all around. But uh, yeah, again, like I said, Bowen specifically in this match was just unbelievable um, from his, from his selling to just the power moves, you know, he's not a big guy, but he's a strong guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, we haven't really said much about Keith Lee and Swerve, but they were outstanding and yeah, they, of course, you know, they've been baby faces, but they played, they really played the heels here, played it expertly. And I mean, even had Swerve flipping off the camera at the end. So I'm wondering if this will kind of turn them heel. Um, but yeah, kudos to them as well. Perhaps we'll get a rematch. Um, so I think the acclaimed are from New York, if I'm not mistaken. And we've yeah. got the Arthur Ashe show coming up at the end of September. So maybe they'll get the shot there. But again, where's FTR? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just that's like the only thing. It's like now the acclaimed, yes, they they've won the fans over. They have proved that they can go like people want to see them be the tag champs. But it's like you still have FTR over here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they got another like a bit of a log jam there. But hey, it's all at least mostly homegrown talent, not Swerve and Keith Lee, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, and I would say in terms of energy in our room, again, this was not quite as high, but pretty similar to all out last year. The Lucha Bros Bros, match. Um, So just banger tag team title matches on the last two all outs. Okay. Oh, and one thing I wanted to note, so I did rewatch the match and something I didn't catch live was on the final pin, Billy Gunn, like tried to kind of jump in the ring a little Uh too late, but it was just like another piece of like heartbreak of like he reached in and just couldn't get there in time. Yeah. But yeah, this match was fucking great. Um, Okay. We had the interim AEW women's championship. (laughs) Tired of this interim bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Storm got the predictable win over Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Karushita, and the crowd darling and my favorite, Jamie Hayter. Um, you know, I've been kind of calling out a little, well, not a ton, but a little bit on Twitter during the last Dynamite and a lot as I've been on Tim King's show and whatnot about Jamie Hayter needs to win. She's awesome. She hasn't really gotten her opportunity to shine, but we know how great she is. It could have catapulted a great story between her and Britt. 
but I did not expect the crowd to put, react that strongly in her favor. It was awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, she looked great the whole time. I mean, I thought this was a pretty good match the whole way. Um, and I got, I got nothing against Tony Storm whatsoever. I think she's pretty good. But again, this was the safe, predictable choice. Right. Keep it on a baby face. You know, she'd been teaming with Thunder Rosa. So you've got that. But uh, yeah, I thought this was good in hell. I mean, this put Jamie Hayter. She's more over now than she's ever been. Yeah, you know, I think this is like in terms of like the women's like women's singles spotlight, you know, like this was kind of a nice return to form. And I mean, they really needed it after kind of just what's been. I mean, how long is Thunder How long was Thunder Rosa champion? She won it at the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Yeah, so yeah. middle of March. So, so like, for yeah, half a year, four and a half, five months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. Damn. And yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing too much to write home about. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was a needed, uh, uh, needed return to form for this. Yeah, and uh, I did notice a there something I saw a clip on Twitter. I guess it might have been after All Out. <clears throat> it was Br- Jamie leaving the arena like with her bags and shit, and she walked by Britt, and Jamie's like, "I don't want to talk to you. I don't like so." Starting to sow those seeds, which again, that could be one of the best women's feuds we see in this company mm-hmm. uh, if done right. Because again. We're all going to see how great Jamie Hayter is here in the yeah. coming months because she rules. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun, but uh, we'll see. Uh, again, that story to me is so much more compelling than whatever is going to happen with Tony Storm or whatever's happening with Jade Cargill. So, yeah, we'll see if TK can book this babyface champion, right? Probably not. Okay. Christian Cage. <laughs> Uh, defeats well... <laughs> I, I was just thinking like this Mick ultra background that i have like i'm probably gonna need a like could you imagine like having like a job zoom interview and i just come up with this in my background well... so uh, there's apparently word that christian had an injury which is why this i guess happened but the biggest disappointment here is Luchasaurus yet again turning heel. Uh, why didn't they just stick with that? I don't. Yeah, think yeah, yeah. Added, well, yeah, it, yeah. Why is it going back and forth? It no added nothing for me. I don't. I just made it worse for him to go heel and then turn back the Jungle Boy and now turn back. Mm-hmm. Why? Like it would have just been perfect had he stayed. You know yeah. that was super compelling. Like I guess I'm happy he's ultimately a heel because yeah. he and Jungle Boy don't need to be together anymore. Yeah. But yeah, the way they got here was just wretched and um yeah again if he did have an injury then this obviously makes sense and also they clearly this was a long show had to have some short matches but whatever i mean again another match that actually had a story behind it getting no time at all yeah um it's just kind of a shame and um yeah whatever you got anything nah i mean you know like I mean, like, there's going to be more to this, so it's hard yeah. to like judge the whole thing on this. But yeah, this was like not like a emphatic thing that you build toward. This was just kind of a stone along the way, stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we have the Lionheart Chris Jericho defeating the American Dragon Brian Danielson. Twenty three minutes forty two seconds. Um, this was definitely you know the most different. You know, it was a, a just kind of a old school technical wrestling match. So. I liked it. It stood out on this show. It was different than everything else. I thought it was very well worked. Uh, what we had Jericho with the low blow at the end and then hit him with the Judas effect. 
Um, yeah, just a good, solid wrestling match. You know, I thought Jericho looked good. Obviously, yeah, Daniel yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Anytime, like, you know, they he has a big singles match. He always like, you know, brings it. You know, yeah. and th- and this, you know, like we it wasn't a plot match or anything. You know, I know we, you know, have been accusing, or at least I have been accusing him of like when he's in singles. That's kind of what it is. But like, no, this was, you know, the plot was Daniel Garcia, but that really yeah. didn't have anything to do with the actual match. Yeah, whereas yeah. it could have, you know, I mean, I think yeah, there yeah, was yeah. definitely a thought of he could have gotten involved, but he did not. No, he did not. No, and like it kind of just stayed between those two, just as as wrestlers. And I thought that was. You know, and I mean, yeah, Danielson's I'm, a good guy for him to go against, too, because Danielson's like a little bit more like Matt based. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, if you want yeah. anyone to look good in a technical match, yeah, put him up against Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what what ended up happening with Garcia? I don't remember. I know there was a backstage. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Jericho told him he's not going to be there for him at ringside because he's got the match against Wheeler Yuta on Dynamite tomorrow for the Ring of Honor pure title. And he basically told him, you know, you made your choice, so I'm going to make mine. You know, I'll be pulling for you, kid, but I'm not going to be there. So that's yeah. it's kind of like lingering it even more. Right. Um, so, you know, he's still, you know, very, definitely the most interesting thing with him happening right now. That match with Wheeler is going to be sick. And, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, kind of which way Garcia goes. I do want to say about Danielson is, you know, he was so hot when he came here. The Kenny match, the Daniels or the Hangman matches, everything. It's like he's been kind of the one left out of the Blackpool Combat Club puzzle a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he's I start, for a little bit. You yeah, know, I want to start that. seeing him get a little uh, get a little bumped up again. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Bump. And another match that didn't need to be on the card saw Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro defeat the House of Black. Um, loved the Julia Hart entrance on this. That was yeah. like the first time we've seen her like come out like that. I thought yeah. that was cool. Um, again, the match itself, it was cool seeing Miro team up with those guys, like similarly to how it was. Um, who was it? Shingo and them together mm-hmm. at Forbidden yeah. Door. But the House of Black continues to be booked poorly. Yeah. Um, I, we haven't talked about this, but had you heard all the rumors about Malachi? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like so wanting, apparently, I think part of it is like a mental health thing. I think part of, again, this is just what's out there. Mental health mixed with, you know, he's not happy with the ways being used. I think he apparently like did like a bow to the crowd and a kiss to the crowd. So people think he might just be taking a little time off. Like I doubt they're going to release him, you know, he's under, he has a five-year contract, but I'm guessing he's probably just going to take a little break and hopefully he'll be back and everything. Like we said it all the time, like this is a guy that's so damn good. And yet we still haven't seen anything close to his full potential in yeah. AEW. Yeah. So. And yeah, I think kind of get getting him a break is 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 good. But yeah, he he deserves so much better for sure. Yeah, just like Drew. Yes. Which God, he should have beat Roman. But anyway, this this isn't a WWE show yet, but it might be again at some point in the near future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess let's just go to the main event. Which you know we talked about a little bit earlier, but CM Punk defeated Moxley. Match itself was damn good. Um, I went back and rewatched it. You know we had the the inverse squash of CM Punk hitting to go to sleep like within the first few minutes, yeah, yeah. A very near fall. 
that set the tone. Um, interestingly enough, it was Punk who bled everywhere this time. Oh, yeah, not, yeah. Not Moxley, didn't bleed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he got thrown into the ring post early mm-hmm. on and he was bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought the story of this match was, again, Punk you know, went for the quick win. And Mox got him cut open and then he just kept attacking that cut and then the yep. foot. Um, again, Mox stayed in control for a lot of the oh, match. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was great, like. You know, kind obviously it's in Chicago, so Punk is gonna be you know the big baby face. But like Mox, yeah, there were some boos, but there were still a lot of cheers for him. Um, but he played it very well. Like yeah. he was acting more heelish, but he was still being Mox. You know, he mm-hmm. was just kind of drinking it in. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, he said he was gonna drink his blood. And remember, he like licked his face at one point. Like yeah. Mox getting real, it's real dirty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this match was great. You know, obviously we wanted Mox to win and he should have won, but just for this match itself in the vacuum, really good stuff. I mean, yeah. Punk played the the underdog babyface very well. He kicked out of that late paradigm shift. Um, you know, this was just a great fight. I thought this was a lot better than Punk's match against Hangman. Yeah. You know, like the guy is a hell of a professional wrestler. There's no doubt about that. And even though he's somewhat limited physically now, like he can still have really good matches, but who knows? Maybe it'll be his last. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what a hell of a one to go out on, you know, fucking crazy. But yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, no. I mean, you know, outside of outside of what you said, I mean, um, I don't know. Like this was uh, I mean, this was sort of like an exciting match that I feel like we haven't seen, you know, in a while, like just something that that big fight feel and it delivered. Yeah, yeah, it did. And it wasn't just sort of like, you know, so connected to like the the hangman story or or some of that, because that just dominated so much. You know, this sort of reminds me of, you know, us before that, you know, kind of our, 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 our early the early matches that we watched, you know, and hell, I didn't get to catch them any when Mox was. Um, on his first title run, yeah, but yeah, you know, this had the big match feel, um, and yeah, it it, it delivered. Well, it, yeah, it was it was a good show. It wasn't a great show. Um, no. I think we had a ton of fun watching it, but again, as we've kind of run through things here, like it was very up and down. Um, mm-hmm. and the booking wasn't necessarily the greatest. I think obviously having MJF back is awesome. You know, the trios and tag title matches are definitely two of the best AEW matches this year. Um, But yeah, I'd say this year, you know, we've talked double or nothing was definitely a little down. Um, Revolution was still damn good, but yeah, uh, Forbidden Door was awesome. I thought even though despite all the injuries and mix up to the well, card. Well, well, they haven't had a big triumph like they did with like the injuries and the new people all out and then yeah. hangman's win. Yeah. Full gear of last You're year. Right. So, there so hasn't you, been like a huge moment, I guess. I mean, yeah. I think this was supposed to be with punk, win, but now it is completely overshadowed. But, but even then, like I wanted Moxley to win, you yeah, know, like, like, I, 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 <laughs> like I, I wanted the exact opposite of what they were kind of pushing. Same- and same you know? with when Punk won the belt the first time on Hangman. It's like I still wanted Hangman to win that match. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's it's definitely a down year compared to last year. Yeah. We'll um, see what they build up, if they can just get some stuff out of the way. You know, yeah. um, I think full gear, like each of the three full gears, it's, it's always been good every year. Yeah, Whatever, it, it, the Full gears have always been good. So, And as long as MJF is involved, I'm going to like it. Exactly. 
And yeah. I mean, this is, again, regardless of what happens with CM Punk, it's like this is your opportunity to kind of reshuffle some shit here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I and completely, yeah. completely agree. Um, tomorrow night is going to be very interesting. And yeah. especially the coming days and weeks as more things come to light. Um, yeah. By God. Uh, again, we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Um, What's the what's the ESPN signature sound? Oh, it's the sports center. The yeah. no, 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 I don't think they used that in years. But okay, okay, yeah. all right, then that's it. All right, yeah, we, we were told. Yeah, da da fellas, fantasy football season is here. CD Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake looking right. For this snake draft and the sponsors of today's show, Mansnaked, I mean Manscaped, the leader. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have created a championship lineup with their performance package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code BBBOMONT. Tell them about the PP 4.0. Well, that was a nice shot, but I will be your Jamar Chaser here. Um, Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Racker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviner Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for you to have hairy balls. (laughs) He was really What if he did? Yeah, what if he did? He was was really concerned about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, All of us. Slotted at quarterback, uh, you, we have the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your your body, balls, and even your A-gap. And yes, we Carson Wentz there. Uh, this fourth generation trimmer also features a, ski, a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 is 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch which can engage a travel lock and it's waterproof. Mm. Um, got a 400K LED spotlight, which allows you to be as accurate as Bill Belichick with the challenge flag. I was, I, I thought, I could have sworn I thought that was going to be Bill Clinton. <laughs> but <laughs> the performance package 4.0 got the weed racker, the ultimate flex. Mm. Watch it running through ear and nose hairs like Derrick Henry coming up the gut. He's on my team this year. Mm. Um, the weed whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps recruit nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive holes. And um, the ones that the Bengals line will be, offensive line will be opening up this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to use the crop preserver following that, that ball deodorant and their crop reviver to help your little bench warmers be on their A game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 mm. Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Who's the commissioner now? Is that Roger Goodell? I wish it wasn't. Get tw- I don't really care. Get 20% off. And free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. You know it. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Code BBB. It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get, <laughs> get a grip on your pigskin this season with Manscaped. How about this? Your Monty Balls 
Well, thank you. <laughs> Even though you're he's welcome. been out of the league you're forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're welcome. It's the only person with the name Ball I can no, think no, of. No, it's good. I'm, I'm going to go uh, to uh, my Taco Valo. I'll be right back. Well, it's been uh, a while since we've done an episode, like a normal July, episode July, because August was all uh, 2013 uh, shenanigans, which, uh, which, yeah. And we haven't had like a normal schedule since even before, like the whole summer has been a little out of whack in terms Topsy of just turkey. our recording schedule and this yeah. and that, because uh, I work nights now that, you know, we typically record a lot of nights and then I work a lot of weekends now too. And, yeah. oh, but hey, we didn't even mention NFL season. Starting this week, I guess yeah. we mentioned it in the ad you just heard, but yeah. uh, in terms of our actual conversations here, uh, our Bengals looking to make it back to the Super Bowl, baby. I hope so. You know, the first game of the season, what is it, Bills and Rams? I We're going to be a jungle right. during yeah. that shit. Like, oh, we'll probably be able to catch the end of it. Yeah, maybe. I would imagine so. Yeah. But yeah, we got the Steelers at home week one. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, yeah. Again, if you heard any of our coverage last year during the Bengals Super Bowl run, it was an incredible, surreal time, even despite yes. the loss. Very improved offensive line. You know, I think this team should be better as a whole. Um, yeah. And we're still not getting all the respect. You know, a lot of people picking Baltimore to win the division. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Her yeah. loves being counted out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's like a dark spot in me, like, you know, like a, a tortured fan that's like, oh, yeah, sure. like I'm afraid, like, here comes eight and nine, <laughs> you yeah. know, but uh, but I don't, I don't, if, I, if but, he's healthy, it, yeah. you know, again, if all the key pieces are healthy here, him, Chase, you know, mixing the key guys on defense, like Hendrickson and Hubbard and, you know, yeah. the safeties on the back, like, if we can stay healthy, like, there's no, I just don't foresee us not making the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It is still the Bengals. <laughs> it, it, it is, but, but like, also, like, th that part of me, I was going to say, is getting smaller and smaller. Sure. It's you know. still possible. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like a, it's like sort of like a, a reflex, like something that was like ingrained in there. But like, my brain's just sort of like, no, like that doesn't make, you know, like yeah. it kind of, yeah, you know, is, is past that at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun though. Yes. Um, yeah. Anything else to add before we hop, I guess we'll, so obviously we'll do some sort of episode towards the end of this week, recapping dynamite and maybe whatever else, but, uh, I think uh, mine and Azar's second trimester rankings will be coming up here in the next week or two, but beyond that, uh, the slate's clean here, bud. Yeah, the slate's clean here. So uh, anything can happen. <laughs> anything can happen. This anything. is the Gamma universe, baby. Yes. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>